1: There's the music, and once again, we're back underway. Episode 124, Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Greg, I love your stories about the general manager's meetings of the past. They just finished up, of course, in Florida. And they're eventful even when they're not, because a lot of things are discussed. And then we discuss what they discussed and what future changes there can be. We learned certain things about the cap and maybe some blending that I want to get into with you. But I think the biggest thing that was around their square table was expanding review. So if you trip me and we're on the same team and there was a penalty, that could be a challenge or the situation room could take care of it. Let's kind of begin with that. They threw in the puck over glass. I don't find that to be an issue. I find the puck over glass is being, referees get together, they talk, and if they don't know the answer, they don't guess. And then when you go back and look at the video, they made the right call. So I'm not worried about puck over glass. I'm not. But that's another challenge. That's great. To me, I'm more concerned about adding one more challenge on friendly fire that's a two-minute penalty. And it happened to Wes McCauley in a Capitals-Leafs game. Two Capitals- interfered with each other and the arm went up so do you want that added is too much review an issue moving forward
0: boy steve uh, i'm sure glad i had breakfast and i got a full stomach because there's a lot i gotta chew on here you know i don't know where to start I, i mean to your question how about if i go to the overall theme of challenges See, one of the things that came out, and I, I laugh because I, I, I do, I, I literally laugh on the challenges. Well, maybe there shouldn't be challenges. Maybe the league should just review everything. Oh, the managers are so smart. They are. They're smart. No, we're not going to penalize ourselves with a bad challenge. We'll just let the league take care of it. uh, 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 uh. We're not doing that. Don't even think about it. If you, you think it's offside? You're the ones that cried for it. The managers cried for the offside review. Okay. So you cried for it. Gary warned them. You know what? you you're open up Pandora's box, right? you, they warned them. And now you want the league. He, no, you challenge. And when they first started, Steve, as you know, the managers were using it, the coaches were using it as an extra timeout. And then they said, wait a second. And George McPhee was the guy behind because he came back into the league and he said, wait a second. It's a simple fix. Just give up two minute penalty if the challenge is wrong. George McPhee. Really bright guy. You know, somebody, I'll tell you this, in the, the manager's meetings I was in, George was always outstanding. Always really good. Macro view, you know, obviously the managers all have their own individual micro views with their teams. George was outstanding. One of the, one of Bob Clark was outstanding. But anyway, I digress. Bottom line, oh, no, we'll just let the league do everything. No, yeah, yeah, because you don't want to get a bad, you don't want to get a penalty for, and now you're going to put it on the league. Uh-uh, it's on you. You want to challenge goaltender interference and you're wrong. You get a two minute time. You want to challenge offside. You are, you know, I said, offside, not offsides. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I noticed.
1: I noticed there's a lot of people that don't know how to
0: use the, the letter S in our sport.
1: Believe you me, but I can't stop worrying about it. I won't go to sleep. But anyway,
0: continue. Nice interjection. <laughs> anyway, and, and then, you know, the, the, the misstoppage, right? That, those are things you can challenge for. Okay, so, like, you want to, but, like, no, no, you, you asked for this. You, you're not getting off the hook. The league ain't, isn't taking you off the hook. Listen, overtime, last two minutes of a game, you know what? It, it goes to the league. It goes to the league. goes to the league. So, other than that, you challenge, you're wrong. You get a two-minute penalty. You're right, then, you know what, we do it. That's the way it needs to be. No changing that. So, if we want to add in what you call friendly fire, again, I have no problem with it. Okay, I have no problem with it. Challenge it, and if you're right, good. If you're wrong, it's another two-minute penalty. So think about this. That game with Wes McCauley calls a tripping penalty. Well, it's two caps that collided. What happens if it was a tripping penalty? Now you're down two men. Like, but they want the league to go do that. Uh-uh. You know what? I want I want teeth in these things. I want teeth in the challenges. So you know what? Nice try, managers. It's not all of them. Nice try. <laughs> Don't like, no way am I letting that happen, right? So, you know, puck over glass. I love the fact that the referees go and converse and go and talk and everything. You know, I think one of the ways to do it, and, and I do believe that puck over glass, you know, again, we want everything to be right, and yet we don't want things to take time. Well, Steve, like, you know, you, you just buzz down to the referee, not over the glass. <laughs> just buzz down, not over the glass. Okay, good. That's not over the glass, right? You know, on, on the judge, on on the other ones, we have a review, but it, it would be so quick, not puck over glass. After review, no no puck over glass. That, that's easy to do. But if you want to make it a challenge, then you put the you put the you 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 put the onus on the coaches. You're right, good. You're wrong. You're paying the price. And the way I look the, at it real it, simple.
1: Yeah, and the idea of that is because they put themselves in a very vulnerable spot, being down two men. It's A obvious call that is wrong. It's egregious where you're saying that was two capitals. It's easy. It's quick. And in a playoff game, the later we go, if the person in West's ear is Stephen Walkham, for argument's sake, they've already looked at it. So if they say, if they challenge this, we've already looked at it. Um, The puck didn't go over the glass. The puck hit the top of the glass. So we've already done it. So when they say challenge penalty, they already looked at it. They're, they already told me in my ear and that that's how you can expedite the process. Yep. Some of these are so quick. I did a challenge by just hitting on my bell five, six seconds done. So adding that to the playbook, hmm, kind of like an eye in the sky a little bit, right, Craig? Sort of like yeah, an eye. It un- is.
0: Yeah. 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 So, so that that's- is, it's a- more eyes on the play or, 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 or eyes with a voice. Eyes with a voice.
1: Yeah. And because of these other little things that have creeped up, and we can go not just five to two, five-minute major reduced to two, we can go five, two to zero, four, two to zero. We've kind of added and solved two other problems that did creep up because as you have said before as a former GM, every rule change has a consequence that we don't know right now. Like we didn't know what would happen at the blue line and they already had to change the rule by putting in a, you know, a deflector plate, a way to slow the car down. Okay. If you challenge and you're wrong, it's a penalty. Cause then we would have check. You imagine unlimited challenge with no consequence, then it wouldn't be fun. And Coley had a great line uh, after day two, we put in the cameras just to decide if the puck went over the net or not or in the net or not that the first camera was in, St. Louis, Mike Vernon, Mario Lemieux, they had that black box. That was just for the All Star because it was, you know, the technology. Then we had the camera in the net behind Mike Richter, and we saw that Joe Sacking did score that 3 0 goal. They did lose the series, Kovalev slash. I'm not going to get into that, but in the moment, that was the idea. Can you imagine, Craig? We can now know if a puck crossed the line, and now we've gone to, I get it. So we're either in, right? With the technology, or we're out. And we can't leave a gap in game seven of the final where Craig goes around the net, trips over the back of the net. I, as the ref, then unfortunately call what I think I see. And my arm goes up. No, you tripped over the back of the net. Eye in the sky. Oh, gotcha. Eye in the sky says, no trip, face off outside. And that, now that's saying we're solving all of our problems, but that is kind of the exclamation point at the end of the video sentence, Craig. So I'm happy as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish everybody was like Kale McCarr and they just said, no, 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 I tripped. <laughs> <Right? You know? laughs> you know? and, and, and again, we, here's the thing that like a lot, we see one play. You mentioned one play with Wes McCauley, who, who's an outstanding referee. One play. So we have so many games, so many plays. One play, two plays, even if it's 10 plays. Like so, so now we're gonna introduce all these, like all these, uh, uh, these new things. Oh yeah, we'll challenge that. We'll challenge this, right? Like, okay, good. That's why I say no problem. You want to challenge and you stop the game, you're wrong. You're getting two minutes for delay the game. You delayed the game. Real simple, real simple. But like we get we we get over, we we overreact to to to, to such a small sample size of play. You know what? You know, we can go back all the time to the to the offside with Derek Amel, right? Everybody thought, Derek Amel knew seconds after it was wrong. Did you ever hear what he told Barry Trotz? He apologized to Barry Trotz. I think that, I think that made the game three or four nothing. Nashville was down at that point now, three or four nothing. Derek went over and he apologized to Barry. Barry said. It wasn't your fault. Gary. He goes. We were already out of this game. He goes. That just <laughs> that just was another one. Like they're whipping our ass. Like you know. Like you know. Like like yeah. Like but everybody wants to get up in arms about one play. One play. Yeah. So Beckham warned them all. He warned them all. He warned them.
1: Yep. Um. So we we've tried to put the you know the genie back in the bottle a little bit. So also in play. Um, new executive director, do you want to pay your visa bill or do you want to redo the kitchen and put the 20 grand on the mortgage? You know, with the, like, would one and a half, two more million, if the cap goes 82.5, 83.5, if it went to 86, would that mean people like Alex Chason who should have been in the league, that 30-year-old, 33-year-old veteran who gets bumped should, you know, is that enough? Like, is, or would, do you think the players will say, "Pay our escrow"? Escrow is a four-letter word. Let's get our debt paid. That's because a little bit of money tweaking could, like, could make a difference. So, what do you think's going to happen with that, Gary? Open the, open the idea at the end of the meetings.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the blending part, right? Like, I mean, yeah. What, what we have to, but we have to keep in mind, and I think we all are aware of it. You know, we were faced and we had to stare down a, a pandemic that that, that challenged the economics of of hockey in a significant way. And so, you know, everybody's trying to come up with, uh, okay, how do we deal with this? How do we deal? So they they negotiated and came up with with this idea with escrow and the debt and everything based on the CBA. Okay, we get it, right? Does it hurt, does it create complications? Yes, it does. It creates complications for the teams. It creates complications for the players. So like, you know, we, we can talk about players, you know, is there money that, you know, could have been more, if there's more money in the system, is that more money for the players? And, you know, the teams are kind of tamped down in terms of their spending. So, so it has implications everywhere. And, and the beautiful thing about it is, is we know revenues are up. So we know that there's money in the system, but you know, the, 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 the operating guidelines right now because of that, because of COVID are such that, hey, this is well, well, in the same breath that, that there have to be an accommodation for that, well, maybe we can make an accommodation for this. Here's what I'm going to say. This is my finishing point on this on this aspect. The new Marty Walsh, the new, he, he, to me, his choice is, what is your long-term goal with respect to the CBA and your relationship with the NHL? If you want to create acrimony and you want to continue and you want to get the players riled up and everything, just continue to say, no, we're continuing on with this rule. And he's going to have something to go back to that'll stoke the fires. It'll stoke the fires of dissent. (laughs) So it'll be interesting for me to see how Marty Walsh wants to deal with this. Because if you want to stoke the fires of dissent, no, we'll pay the debt. And then everybody's mad. See what happened? You know, the league did this to you, escrow and everything. Escrow is just an accounting mechanism. You know, it's amazing that like, you know, when you look at the CBA, There's only one thing the players are guaranteed. 50% of HRR, escrow is just an accounting measure. So to me, I'm going to be watching what Marty Walsh does with respect to how he deals with the players and what type of climate he wants to create within the Players Association. He's got a choice here.
1: Yeah, and I mean, once you kind of split the uh, pie right down the middle, we're going to find out if there's a fight or we're just going to do everything we can to increase what my 50% is to try to get it to 10 billion, you know, because then I get five, you know, get it to 12 billion. So then I, as the players get six. So is he, is he going to, is he going to come out like a young Mike Tyson? Ding, 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 right. At him, and here we go. Or what ends up happening? I asked Gary about it and he said, I'm ready to talk to anybody uh, about anything else, but the idea of a luxury tax or going in another, it's a non-starter. So if that's going to happen, We're going to go back down the rabbit hole of, you know, other, er like the mechanism is in place. So I'd like to think Marty doesn't come in all guns a blazing, but we don't know. You're right. How he starts, you know, day one, which apparently it's next week, we'll have an early idea of our future, Craig, over the next three, five to 10 years, as it relates to labor peace that, you know, we have right now.
0: So, again, like, you know, I talked about do you, want, do, you want, do, do you want to sow the seeds of dissent, right? Like, you, you, you can do that. You can, get, you, you, you can get everybody riled up and, like, oh, this is what's happened, right? It, it was nobody's fault. It wasn't the players' fault. It wasn't the league's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. The pandemic hit everybody. It hit some people harder. The, the league and the PA found a way to try to navigate through a difficult situation. We know, we know clearly revenues are up. The commissioner has said revenues are up. How do we deal with it now? Listen, here's what I'm saying. You know, luxury tax. Like, give me a break. Like, I hear it all the time, you know, exemptions for the cap. Like, all it does is get us right back to where we were before 05. The the big market teams are the ones that are going to be able to do that, right? The the league's in a great spot, and people will argue with me on that. But here's the challenge. So pick some players, Robert Thomas, he's starting a brand new contract. You know, Jordan Kyrou starting a brand new contract, right? Like coming out of their entry level deals. You know, you look at what players, you know, you think Austin Matthews coming out of his entry level, Mitch Marner coming out of his entry level. Just think about it. These players come into the league. They're making a million dollars right off the bat. Then they go to 11 million and 9 million and 7 million, right? You think they're up for a fight to say, yeah, like, we, like. I think their world's pretty good, Steve. I think their world's pretty good. So. What I would say is, if you want to, if you want to sow the seeds of dissent, nice try. I I, don't, I think your chances are about as close to nil as, as anything. Because yeah. the 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 back in the '90s, when when it was a very different economic climate, very different economic climate for the players, it's not like that for the players anymore. So what I would say is, for Mister Marty Walsh, your choice is, how do you want to proceed, and and what's important. If you want to start getting into changing the CBA with luxury tax and other good luck! Good luck to you.
1: Yeah, people are poking the bear like Alan Walsh and the other agents, and uh, um, and I get
0: it, it's okay, poke it, but it's not reality.
1: Yeah, uh, before we hit the break, so two more minutes of three on three that might be a negotiating, I mean, where do you stop? Then you go to seven, then we're going to, you know, because it's worked in the ECHL, it's a different league. One to eight, Gary's just basically said, we're keeping the wildcard playoff format the same. Um, Those are other little tidbits over the three or four days. Is there anything else that was discussed or anything you want to discuss, Craig? It feels like in the summer, they'll revisit what we're talking about. Nothing's law, even our eye in the sky uh, idea that came up earlier so three on three is it taxing the star players too much uh in the playoff format we've talked about it but it's not a hill i'm ready to die on and say well if they don't change this fine we're we're in the wild card format we're in the wild card format i prefer one to eight but that's not changing anytime soon
0: you, you know when when the players and a number of players have come out talked about the uh overtime you know extend the overtime right well you know you, you, if that's what you want and, and that's what you agree upon, right? Then don't tell me that you're taxing your top players. This is what they want. I think, listen to them. Listen to the players. Listen to what they what they want to do and everything. And you know, three on three overtime is entertaining. You know, and 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 you know, if they think that they can solve the game and and get get to a resolution in the game with an extra two minutes rather than going to the shootout. I'm fine with that. Let's go. Let's try it. Let's see. You know, we, we, what we start with or what we try doesn't mean we have to continue it on, you know, for, you know, going forward forever. You just, you just say we'll evaluate, but the players have spoken. And I like that. Steve, I have, I have what I would like to see happen. I'm calling it my self-defense rule, And let me be very clear here. I am sick and tired of, a play in the game that is part of the fabric of the game that is accepted in the game that is now created a problem in the game. And I'm talking about clean body checks where a player delivers a clean body check. And now a player from the other team chases that player down. So I get the argument, Oh, defend your teammate, defend your teammate. Okay, good. Go defend them. We're going to take a hit, give a hit go you know take a hit give a hit where did the toughness of take a hit give a hit like you know it's part of the game right body checking is part of the game good clean body check is part of the game. now you see players every body check oh we got to go fight so here's my idea if you want to go defend a teammate that got clean body checked that's fair but i'm calling it the self-defense rule the player that goes and 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 targets a player they delivered a clean body check it's two minutes for instigating Five fight for fighting and a 10-minute at misconduct. And the player that has to defend himself, this is the self-defense, gets no penalty. He gets no penalty. He, 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 he was just forced to defend himself. He goes and carries on. And if the player doesn't fight and that player's chasing him down, the player gets two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct for trying to target. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick. i playing by – Noah Jolson Jules, hits – Luke Glenn that's just the most recent example. Radic Fax is chasing him around the ice. It's a joke. It happened in the Winnipeg game. You know, you got Dylan Sandberg steps up, steps up on Jordan Martinuk. And, like, they all want to go over it, and the play continues on. The Winnipeg Jets went and scored, which is beauty. But then later on, you know, uh, oh, yeah, he's got to go fight Stephen Nason to answer for the – answer for what? Like, you know, like, like, you know, I don't know if you saw Kachetkov score the goal – uh, in, the, in the American Hockey League and he celebrated. He was fun. He's a fun guy. And then they went after him. Like, are you serious? This is what we're allowing in the game? Like, we can't celebrate a goal? We can't give a clean body check? Self-defense rule. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it.
1: Well, I, I love most of it. I would say the 2-5-10, and 10, let's just start there. Let's just start with you body check me. um Clean hit. My teammate doesn't like it. They go after you. You guys both fight. I have a tough time then having seven minutes of penalties to zero. I, I, I don't think the GMs are going to buy that. But if we start with being very, very diligent on two, five No, 10. two
0: minutes, two-minute penalty. The five-minute fighting is just you go and sit there. It's not a five-minute. You're just going to – you're sitting out for 17 minutes. The two, yeah. You're getting a two-minute penalty. You're killing a penalty. just like the instigator rule is now. But what I'm saying is, is the guy that have to defend himself doesn't have to go and get five. He doesn't get out of the game for five minutes.
1: Okay. I, I mean, I think it's um, it's very creative. I I, I just, I'm being realistic that it, the bill won't pass the Senate. You know what I mean? And I, I see what you're saying. I'll say this much. What ends up happening is the player who's defending the clean check goes at the hitter and slow plays it. So they drop their gloves around the same time. And a lot of times, Greg, what's happening is there isn't an instigator. So then we have no two, five and 10 for a play that we know was a clean check fight. So I, I hope now the onus is on the referees to say, I don't care whose gloves come off and in what order. So I think in that situation for we we complain, there's not enough good, clean body checking. It's part of the game. And then we turn the game into slap shot by saying, no, no, now the code. I'm I'm making up the code as I go along. So I'm with you on that. I'm glad you brought it up. I'd be okay with exploring your rule, but we cannot allow the person who's vigilante going after another player to not pay a price.
0: It must start, Craig, with two, five, and 10, right? It must start. Yeah, I'm just, I I call it the self-defense rule. And and like, you know what? You throw out an idea, then you work on the idea. That's exactly what it is. So you're right. But like, you know what? Radic Faxer was chasing Juleson. That right away, you know, like, that right away. Like, I, if I'm the referee, I'm going, that's two minutes. He's already got two minutes. <laughs> he, he's going to instigate a fight. And if the other guy doesn't fight, you know what? Unsportsmanlike conduct.
1: Sports Interaction is Canada's sportsbook. Here's how it works. Log on to SIA.com forward slash Pod. Sign up, deposit, and play today. Mr. Button let the March Madness continue. What do you got?
0: Uh, well, here's what I got. So you you just told everybody how to log on, right? And you know it's important as you go into sports interaction and, and join to get it. But he got two teams Saturday night that are logging out. They're logging out of the playoffs. The Calgary Flames at home, they've had a terrible home record. They can't beat the bad teams. They're not beating the Dallas Stars. And Jamie Benn is going to put the nail in their coffin right here in Calgary. So that's number one. None won in the nation's capital. And the Ottawa Senators, boom, boom. They're logging out of the playoffs, too. You know who's going to put the nail in their coffin? Matt Murray. One goal against. Lee's win on the road. Matt Murray, one goal against. Dallas Stars win on the road. Take the under. Jamie Benn scores a goal.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, Saturday night on ABC, Penns Rangers. Penns at Rangers again. And you know what, folks? Worried about the Penguins' defense and goaltending. It's not working right now. Scoring is up, Greg, 6.3. Even in March, we're seeing crazy numbers. I'm taking the Rangers on the puck line at home and the over. The over in this game. Let the horses run, as Glenn Sather would say. Let the horses run. Rangers at home against the Pittsburgh Penguins Saturday night on ABC. Canada's Sportsbook is Sports Interaction. As you know, Craig, 19+, please gamble responsibly. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect
0: role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Well, Mr. Coolius, I see that you've put some casiche on the Rangers-Penguins. You know what I would do if I was covering that game? And they play on Thursday, then they play again on Saturday. You know what I would do? You know what the song I would play for them? I would pick out a song from the pretenders. You remember the pretenders? That's what both those teams are. I'm off the Rangers bandwagon. I don't like, I don't, I don't like their chances. I don't like their chances. In fact, their only chance, in my view, right now, is if they get Carolina in the first round. And I still don't like their chances against Carolina because Carolina is such a good defensive team. Their goaltending is really good. So these two teams, I'm telling you, Pretenders, that should be the band that plays at these games. They should only play Pretenders music when the Penguins and the Rangers are facing off against one another. You know, we talk about what the Penguins did in the offseason. Oh, yeah, the window open, all the big moves by the Rangers. Pretenders, Pretenders. You know who was part of the Pretenders? Chrissy Hine. I did
1: not know that. I did not know that. Um, What I am seeing here is a separation of what we saw was the special six in the East. And if we add the wildcard teams, it's almost as if now it's Boston and I could argue, New Jersey, Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, and the Rangers are in this category of trying to figure it out. Right. A lot of line changes, don't like this two power play unit. You know, when you try to appease and please everyone, um, you you don't please anyone is a famous coaching saying. So that might change for the playoffs, but to have Mika Zibanejad not on a power play one situation, we know who four of the guys are. He's got two other guys. He's trying to make happy and they have been middling. So three, two and one since Kane arrived and then, Patty said, "You know, I got to demand the puck more." I, Patty's not the guy. He, he's not Mika. He's not Panarin. He's 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 part of this group. So I'm curious how that ends up playing out. But there's too many other. This is not the same goaltending as last year for the Rangers. There's too much open ice. There's too much free space. So pretenders is perfect for the Rangers and Penguins. The real truth might be, is Carolina, you know, going to get enough scoring moving forward? It 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 might be the Devils are the best team in the Metro now, Craig. Like it might be that the Devils are the best team in the Metro, even though they had a little lesson to them the other night when they played Tampa after the disallowed goal, which was the right call. It was almost as if, Oh, this is a uh, men versus boys. Um, and there were some, you know, there were some issues with some very good players on the Devils making some dumb, dumb defensive decisions, right? Some, you, you know, the 186 was really good. The other one, not so good, right? So we'll see what happens moving forward. But we're seeing separation. Like even even in this group, we're seeing separation, my friend.
0: So you know one of your great lines that I love. You go, "Whoa, Cavill!" <laughs> <laughs> and that game with the Devils and the Lightning. That was one of those "Whoa, Cavill!" moments. I was thinking about you and I'm I'm thinking to myself, Oh boy, these Tampa Bay lightning without Steven Stamkos without Steven Stamkos, they put on an exhibition of what championship hockey looks like. And, you know, you think about a young, really good team in New Jersey and they said, Oh yeah, we know you're good. Let's see if you got what we already know we got. (laughs) And they took it to another level. It was, it was unbelievable. That game by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, those are lessons. And sometimes those lessons, yeah, are learned in the most painful ways. And so, what the Devils have to do playing a game like that is understand that, like, yeah, we can talk about our inexperience, but you know what? You don't have to wait till next year. Learn from it now. Can they learn from it now? And Devils are a good team. Boston's a good team. The Toronto Colorado game on Wednesday, I felt was terrific, tension filled, high pace hockey that required everybody to be dialed in mentally. You talk about good defensive play and everything, like, you know, because those teams counteract and transition so well. So really good, good play. But, you know, the Rangers, like, in 1994, Steve, just a little background for you. The Pretenders had a song, I'll Stand By You. The Rangers won in 1994. Yeah, you'll stand by them. I'm not standing by them now. They're both pretenders, those teams, I'm telling you. Both pretenders.
1: A team that's looked really good with anyone in the net has been Vegas. They've created separation as well. And it shows you when you have your slotting and everyone back on the blue line, how things have changed. This is not the Jack Eichel show. It's it's not the Jonathan Quick show. And before that, it wasn't even the Aiden Hill show. It's the 6D and it really comes down to Petrangelo and Theodore with Alec Martinez, McNabb. There's a lot to, I think if we look at how many games those six have played together and look at that record, then the goalie will take care of itself. And there's enough to work with offensively. I I think and see, remember the one, two, three, four, five, six in the league were those six teams in the East. That's not the case now, Craig, because guess what? LA is up there. Dallas is up there. And as we sit here right now, Vegas is number four, how things change coming out of even the trade deadline. Fascinating,
0: fascinating, Mr. Button. And you nailed it. Those six defensemen, Nick Hague and Zach Whitecloud back in line-up, their record with those six defensemen is like out of this world great. It's out of this world great. You know I believe they've, they've only lost six games or five games with those guys in the lineup I like and, and there's lots like I mean I think it's like 37 38 and five or six that's how impressive it is and you're right Shea Theodore and, and Alex Petrangelo number one defenseman the the, the Vegas Gold Knights have two number one defensemen in, in, on their team two that's I impressive love yes yeah. you're right Bruce Cassidy's done a fantastic job I'm with you man
1: so many storylines and many of which we couldn't get to today in 124 but that's okay that's what episode 125 will be about when we get together next week oh this was a lot of fun and craig i love those stories inside the gm meetings for craig button bruce bolton i'm steve coolies enjoy the games over the weekend as hockey's version of march madness continues see ya